Good morning. This week's Parsha, Devarim, begins Mishnah Torah, the last Sefer of the Torah, which is Moshe's recounting of the last 40 years in the Midbar. Moshe started on Rosh Chodesh Elul, and he spent the last months of his life teaching Mishnah Torah, Sefer Devarim. The Parsha begins with what seems to be a geographical description of where this took place. But Rashi tells us that actually Moshe was rebuking the Jewish people here, but he did it with hints and references to the places they sinned instead of coming outright and rebuking them for each sin. Rashi says he only hinted to the sins of the Jewish people, Mipnei Kvodan Shal Yisrael, to protect the honor of Israel. He didn't drag us through the mud. He told us what we needed to hear in a gentle way that protected our dignity. Furthermore, Moshe waited until the last months of his life to criticize us, just as Yaakov Avinu waited until he was on his deathbed before rebuking his children. Why? Rashi gives four reasons, one of which, as explained by the Torah's Moshe, is that when we hear criticism, it is human nature to push back, to start thinking of all the reasons why we were right and the rebukers wrong, and it's human nature to reject the criticism. But perhaps criticism received from a deathbed, so to speak, isn't as threatening. Maybe the listener won't argue back, won't defend himself, and maybe he'll just sit with the criticism, think about it, and eventually accept it. As a side point, I'm currently reading a book on this topic. It's called Thanks for the Feedback, The Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Even When It's Off-Based, Unfair, Poorly Delivered, and Frankly, You're Not in the Mood. It's a very insightful book. I'm learning a lot. And so if you want to delve more deeply into this topic, I do recommend it. How is this relevant to us? I don't think we can wait until our deathbeds to rebuke our children about most matters. And to be honest, if our criticisms can wait 120 years, they probably never need to be delivered at all. But we do give feedback to our kids all the time. And what I think we can learn from Moshe Rabbeinu here is that when giving feedback or rebuke, we always have to be on guard to protect Kvodan Shal Yisrael, the honor of a Jew. We try to give feedback in ways that elevate, not denigrate. Moshe did it by using hints and waiting until the end of his life. How can we try to implement this? Sometimes we can also hint to something that needs correcting instead of spelling it out. Sometimes we can make up a bedtime story about, you know, some plony almoni who just happens to have trouble with the same difficulty our child does, and we can share feedback through a non-threatening story. But sometimes we do have to be direct. Some children, and some children in certain ages and stages, and some issues really do need to be talked about clearly and directly. And perhaps we can work on protecting our children's honor even in those situations. A long time ago on Torah we talked about honoring good intentions. That means even when a child loses control and does something wrong, we can build them up by telling them we know they wanted to do the right thing. Like, I know you were really trying to calm down and not yell. Or, I know you really meant to listen to the rule, but then you forgot. Or then your anger just exploded. Or whatever the case is. This is one way of giving feedback that builds. We don't assume they were trying to do something wrong. We assume and communicate to them that they wanted to do what's right. We can validate that, even as we then speak about what went wrong and how else they can manage similar situations in the future. There are so many ways we can work on how to rebuke in a way that's constructive and builds a future, instead of chas v'shalom in a way that's destructive. And for today, maybe we can learn from Moshe Rabbeinu's style of criticism and think about ways we can internalize these lessons in our families. Have a wonderful day.